Hello and welcome to the brand new show from Outlaw Mudcast, the Outlaw Mudcast competitor review show. On this show, I and a guest will look at two competitors in the Super Show and just talk about them, our thoughts, so on and so forth. Today on the show, we are going to be reviewing Brian Waitfort Schmidt and K7 Sniper. Joining me to talk about these two competitors is the current LFF Tri-State Champion and the consigliere of the crime wave, Brian Waitfort Schmidt. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mr. Kirk. Yeah, impeccable taste on co-hosts coming forward. Um, what this show, you pick probably one of the best you're going to have out of all these shows, so you're welcome. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not used to having people compliment the co-host. So. No, but, but it's not to the crime wave. Consigliere to the SRG BOWS, Mr. Brian Wheatford. Oh, okay. I thought it was consigliere to the whole crime wave. No, no, sir. I don't know. To the bus. I don't know where you get your news, but hashtag fake, fake news, sir. All right. Let's begin talking about your own competitor, Brian Waitford Schmidt. Let me go through the skills, the gimmick, and then we'll talk about the finishes and just other things in general. So Brian Waitford Schmidt, Power 7, Technique 8, Agility 9, Strike 6, Submission 10, Grapple 5. Your opponent cannot play a follow-up or finish without a lead in play. So, let me start. Normally, I'd go right into the competitor, but since I have the man behind the competitor here, let's go a little bit in the background. Where did you come up with the idea for doing this as your competitor? So, a little bit breaking the fourth wall here. I'm a huge mark for uh, How I Met Your Mother, especially uh, Barney Stinson, if it's not pretty apparent, uh, on the gimmick card, the competitor himself. Um... Before I designed Wait For It, I was playing a lot of D3. And I played a lot of Various, too. Because I like, I kind of like board control. I kind of like um, being able to dictate what's going to happen. Uh, I was trying to think in my head what would make it work. And I actually went to two people to talk about the gimmick. Uh, I went to Google Docs Dan, Dan Page. Mm-hmm. And I went to Kirk Polka about this, and then I threw ideas again against uh, Bombada and uh, Pulver- uh, John Polverino. Um, when it came time for um, the for me to actually get playtests and all that stuff, um, I sent all the info to Steve of what I wanted my finishes to be, what I wanted the um, my gimmick to be. Mm-hmm. Um... Which, by the way, the only reason why I wait for it exists because of, of the, the kindness of one man. So I got he's been thanked several times already. Um, so I'm not going to really mention his name again. But the reason why I wait for it is because he put me in there for uh, people uh, ribbing on me because I didn't have a competitor. So, um, but the competitor itself, the I, I just feel like wait for it's the kind of person that knows what's coming. He's going to make sure that you constantly have to wait till the end of everything. Be patient with everything. Make sure you get your get everything in line for uh, for your turn. So, um that's that's the whole story behind him. It's it's literally just uh 
an ode to Bernie Stinson. All right. So now we've got a little background. Let's talk about the uh, – let me start with the gimmicks. I think the gimmick's the most – yeah. The, 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 the most the thing that stands out the most when you first look at it. Your opponent cannot play a follow-up or finish without a lead in play. Now, the thing that comes to mind for most people is if I play a stop that is based on a either a, your skill being higher than your opponent's skill, uh, having, a, having one card of the same type in play, or any stop that's a follow-up, normally... I can play those stops without any other cards in play. Your card's going to prevent that. Yes. So. Page, mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, what are you going to say? No, answer the question. Oh, okay. What made you decide that that was the mechanic you wanted to go with? Um. So, like I said, I talked to Dan about my gimmick first before mm-hmm. I threw at it, Kirk Polka and all of them. Yeah. And I basically messaged Dan. I was like, Dan, I've been playing D3. I played D3 in Grand Gathering, Virtual Grand Gathering this year. I In both Underworld and World Heavyweight. And I went 0-5 in both, Matt. In both. So I'm like, okay. Uh, Dan, I want to. Pl- I like D3. I like his gimmick. I want to run Wait For It as that. So immediately he said to me, your opponent cannot play a follow-up without a lead in play. So initially his gimmick was follow-up only. Mm-hmm. Um, I play tested it at follow up. It was doing well. Um, but then when the when me and Steve were talking about the character development, the play testing, um, he threw in the finish and the finish part of the um the gimmick. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. I'm I'm I, I'm intrigued by it. It's more like wait for it. You can't do that. Uh, the main reason I wanted the gimmick. You can blame two people in the community, and I know this one will love it. Eddie Fury is one of the first people I played in like a in a in a in a like an online ma- in a in person match, and we played like a couple of games. Every single game, he schoolboyed me. So I wanted something that I can't be schoolboyed. Right. So and for those which, you, go ahead. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't familiar with schoolboy, schoolboy is a Lead grapple at number 26. If they lead, but the text says it's also a finish. If your finish roll is 7 or... Sorry, if it's 8 or greater, your finish roll is minus 3. And I believe you draw two cards off of it as well? Yeah, you draw two cards off of it. Yeah, so when this card's in play, if your opponent... When you're playing as Brian Wayford Schmidt, if your opponent has no cards in play, they cannot play a card like Schoolboy because they can't play a finish unless they already have a lead play it will not count itself you can't play a dual lead finish card yeah and you cannot play a lead follow-up card as well too without a lead in play right uh so sorry go ahead no so that was the whole point of the gimmick because i've been schoolboyed so many times and there's plenty of times where everyone in the community has been follow-up finished into a loss and a lot of my losses at Grand Gathering, a lot of my losses in many, many events was follow-up finish to a 10. So, kind of selfish that I wanted that. Kind of selfish, it would probably, I probably make it like a good starter character for people so they can actually learn the rules, lead follow-up finish. That was the intent with my competitor, but I've heard people saying this this gimmick is low-key, like, top-tier. 
I can see people. Who was the other person that you were going to mention besides Eddie Fury that made you? Uh, he, he, he won uh, Player of the Year last year. Chris Pate. Okay. But I, I talked to Chris a lot, and Chris is, uh, my competitor is on his list of competitors to pick up. But I've talked to him a lot about it. Like, it's, I hate the fact that people can follow up into a finish. I know it's a rule in the game. But I don't, it just irks me. And I don't like, it's like too quick for to actually get a feel of the game. So I, I just really, enjoy, I just, the gimmick works for me. It it makes sense for the whole back, backstory for, um, wait for it. And it's, it, it's, I, 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 I'm very happy with, with what the gimmick is. Very happy. All right. Now, would you play a lot of cards or discard cards that your opponent hasn't played in your deck with this type of competitor? So, when I was doing the playtesting, I'm going to reference playtesting a couple times. When I was doing the playtesting, I ran the Fireman's Carry line at 7 through 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran Dark Dealings. I ran everything that could blow up cards in the, in, the, in, the, in the play area so my gimmick would actually be working. Um... With like playing my competitor over and over and over for the last uh, since he came out, which was uh, God, that was October, uh, November, October, November. All right. The deck is kind of evolved into a hybrid almost, where my finished strike, which we'll go over, like we'll talk about, but my finished strike can be played as a follow up. Mm-hmm. And if I play rolling forearm into that, unless you have a double arm bar or an arm bar, you can't stop the finish. That's right, because of your gimmick, they have to have at least one lead and play to play a card like Leglock. Leglock, yeah. for example. Um I, I just I, I just really I wanted something that I felt like was my play style too with uh Playdex. And I play very aggro mm-hmm. uh, with my competitors. So Wait for can kind of go controlly. He can play the board or he can go complete aggro. And just run over your opponent turn one. If you get the right cards. Alright. Uh, there's not, like, I can tell you right now in my in my deck that I run for, like, locals and stuff, I run one, two, about four removal cards from the, from the field. One of them being Lockdown Hold. That's the uh, card at number 24 that when you roll your submission, you can add it from your discard pile to your deck. Yeah, and when it's when you play it, it's a follow up. When you play it, it removes a card from your opponent's player. They have to move a card from their player to the discard pile. A card yep. in play that is. Yep. All right. So, I I really look. I really do enjoy those cards. I really do. I like the first deck I played into this game was um was Alien, but then. The Italian Bombata turned me on to Various. And I enjoyed Various so much. I love the fact that you stop something, you have to blow something up and play, that type of thing. So that was kind of the idea for the, like, they're bringing the gimmick into fruition. So a lot of, a lot of, like, removal is, was there that I wanted. So that's, that's literally what I wanted to do. Am I repeating myself? I think I am. I. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Since you brought up Alien, I'm going to talk about, and this is going to seem like a weird sequitur, but uh, right. 
bear with me. So before I go and talk about finishes, like I always like to talk about stops. Yeah. You got a submission of ten. Mm, uh, yep. do you do you run uh, bow and arrow? Sorry, no, it's right, bow and arrow at fifteen. Yes. Um. Just, if so, right now the wait for a deck has two mm-hmm. skill cards. It's lockdown hold and alien vision. That was going to be my second question. That's yep. why we're talking uh, about alien. Yeah, I run bow and arrow mm-hmm. uh, because I don't have another. I if I wasn't rolling lockdown hold, I would roll Armenian chokehold because the card draw is always good. Um, I actually wait for it initially was supposed to be a grapple nine, but then I was like, what is my favorite card in the game that I want, that I love playing that I always look for sub 10 agility nine or agility, agility 10 sub nine and it's alien invasion. So I made sure that my gimmick, that my, my, my stats reflected the ability for me to play alien invasion. And just to go over that, just two cards we're talking about. At number 15, bow and arrow will stop your opponent's strike if your submission is greater than their submission. Yep. At number 13, alien invasion is a skill card. You have to have an eight or greater in submission to play it and have the text be not blank. If your agility is greater than your opponent's agility, it will stop any grapple and allows you to put a card from your discard pile on top of your deck. You've got a submission of 10 and agility of 9, so that makes sense. And you're choosing to use a skill card rather than use a non-skill card like kick into the corner. Yep. At number 13. And then you've got a seven and five, so 14. What would you what would you play at 14? What do you like at 14? 14, um, it's either take over the table or sidewalk slam. Sidewalk take slam buries a card uh, discards a card from play. Uh take over the table allows you to shuffle three cards from your discard pile into your deck. And both good cards with this deck. Very good cards. Let's go ahead and start talking about the uh, finishes. Let's let's talk about them. I love Fini- these things. Yeah, finish strike number twenty-eight. It's over. It's over. I apologize to the listeners. <laughs> Turn down the speakers, guys. It's gonna get loud. Plus two to power. Plus two to strike. If your opponent has one or fewer follow-ups in play, this card is also a follow-up. Like you mentioned before, a card like Rolling Forearm, that's a number seven lead strike. Yep. It allows you to play a second card or one additional card during this turn. Or if you have less cards in your hand than your opponent, you can draw two. Mm-hmm. So you can play Rolling Forearm and then it's over. Because if, so if your yep. opponent only has one. Um, so the story behind this was my first online event I won with Snake Pit. And I won with a snake bite. And when I was design, when I talked to Steve, and I've submitted the initial finishers, like the oh, it's all had snake bites uh, bonuses initially. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I talked to Steve, Steve was like, "So we gotta, we gotta change the stats on the the bonuses for your finish strike." I'm like, "That's fine. Is it kind of like a snake bite?" He's like, "Yes, it is." I'm like, "Cool." I'm cool with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. Like, plus two to my seven, plus two to my six. I mean, like, that's not, like, op- it's it's good, especially when you get higher crown meters. Mm-hmm. But still, getting plus two to my seven, plus two to my six, I'm rolling, like, I have two nines and two eights. I have two nines and two eights. Like, that's probably one, one of the better ways for it to happen. One of the yeah. better ways for this card to be uh, used. So, um, 
And I picked a lot of the, the competitors I'm doing the things to because of stories I've had with them. Um, if you don't know, Rhaegar the Dragon God is on the uh, Finish Strike. It's a code breaker. Uh, if you know, if you've seen me, my initial, when I first came to the LFF, I had the list. And I just basically said, I'm a Jericho Mark. Everyone knows I'm a Jericho Mark, so I would do this as my strike finish. Like, every one of my finishes has a uh, another competitor that is one of my favorite pro wrestlers as their finish. Okay. So that's, uh, I did not know you were a big uh, fan of Chris Jericho. Makes sense. No, no one knows that. I mean, I, I should have figured out with the list, but you know, it's been so long since I've heard about the list. It's just faded into obscurity. Thank God maybe, it did. So 2015. Maybe, maybe the new SRG historian can, you know, document that so it's not lost to time. Um, Whoever that list, ends up being. Yeah, the list that is somewhere in a dumpster in Boston, Massachusetts. All right. So. Uh, just to recap, the skill with these with this bonus with these bonuses plus two to power plus two to strike, with no crowd meter, it gives you a ten, two nines, two eights, and a five. Yep. Which is really strong. Fifty yes. percent chance to roll nine or better, five out of six to roll eight or better. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on to the finish grapple. Number twenty nine, Royal Ramble Roll. Plus one to agility, plus two to grapple. Shuffle one card from your discard pile into your deck and draw one card. So, Royal Ramble Roll, uh, at the time when I was designing Wait For It, I was part of a, of a podcast called Royal Ramble Radio, which has since defunct um, for other reasons. But I wanted something because Royal Ramble was part of my wrestling. It, initially, what got me into SRG, uh, we were getting people from the company to come on and talk about the product and all that stuff. So... Royal Ramble Roll just seemed fitting that I would actually have this in the game. So uh, it's not really, can't really tell, but it is a Canadian Destroyer, which I didn't know. I there, yeah, there was no other Canadian Destroyers in the game because you really can't sh show that on a card, kind of. It's a little, it's a little hard to tell. You might maybe, maybe with three panels, it'd be a little easier. Yeah. But I mean, still two panels. Not bad at delivering it to the Mad One. Yep. Uh, when I asked the Mad One about it, he's like, yeah, I'll put me on there. I'm like, that, that's fine with me. I'm good with that. So he, he was actually excited. I sent him a copy of me as well, too, because he's on there. So um, With the, the text and stuff, shuffle one from discard pile into deck and draw one. I wanted I wanted something. I didn't want a, like an extremely confusing uh, um, uh, effect on my finishes because my gimmick itself is confusing to start for people who don't really know the game. So I want something where you shuffle one card in and then you draw one. So if this is like you have that roll, you have that fallaway slam, you have that backlash with the ladder, you have stuff like that in your discard pile that you need back, it will give you a chance to actually get it back in there and actually be able to try and get it on the draw. And the shuffle's always good. Always good. Yeah. And of course, this is great when you have little or no deck left when you're decked out. You hit this, get a card that you want from your discard immediately back to your hand. Yep. Yep. Um, plus one to agility, plus two to grapple, bumps those up to a 10 and 7. So two 10s, 
eight, two sevens, and a six. Yep. It's not bad. Not bad at all. I I, I kind of said I kind of said I don't want really fi- any fives on my finishes, but I really couldn't go like three um three three snap bonuses on my uh, finish strike. So. It's not. It's. It's. I like it. it. It's actually won me more games because of the agility ten, than it's over has. True story. I can see that. Yeah. Um. And then it, it's just. It, it's this is basically Adam Cole. He does the Canadian Destroyer, and. Uh, I kind of want to commission the Super Royal Rebel Roll where I do it off the top rope, because he does that in uh NXT. So. Okay. We'll see what happens. I mean, like, anything is possible when you work for the boss. I suppose that's true. Let's move on to the submission finish, number 30. Legend. Wait for it. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant, because the second part is dairy lock. Plus one to technique, plus three to grapple. Your opponent's first breakout roll is minus one for every two follow-ups they have on their discard pile. Skill-wise, it's going to bump your grapple up to an 8 and your technique up to a 9. 6, 7, 8, 2 9s, and a 10. 50% chance to roll. 9 or better is good. And it's going to make your opponent have difficulty breaking out on the first breakout roll. Yep. Because yep, because it's going to look at their discard pile. Every two follow-ups they have in there, it's minus 1. So if they had all 10 follow-ups in there, Minus five to the first breakout roll. Yep. If they had cards in there like your own, it's over that are a finish and a follow up. It's going to count those too. Yes. So theoretically, what up to minus twelve, maybe? Um, I've never gotten it that far. The most I've gotten is a minus four in the first roll. Yeah. I mean, but sorry, minus to... minus six. I'm sorry, minus six. Minus Half six, of twelve. Yeah. Half. Yeah. Twelve cards. You're playing Mark Jeff Bravo, and the guy playing Mark Jeff Bravo has two follow-up finishes in his deck. Theoretically, he could have 12 follow-ups. Yep. So, minus six. So... Which could really wreck somebody's day. Yeah, I actually... So, when I was designing this, mm-hmm. um, I looked at Zombie Sub-Finish, and I was like, I want the longest sub-name... Sub, sub, I want the longest sub... I want the longest sub... Longest finish name in the game. Which okay. it is. And this directly intends to um, Barney Stinson. So one of his biggest things that he's on, one of his most quotables is, Legend, wait for it. I hope you're not lactose internal because the second part is a dairy. Legendary. He does, says that all the time. So I kind of wanted the the like Barney Stinson on one of my finishes. Um, and it's owed to, I don't know if I'm allowed to say Chris Benoit on the show, but... It's a cripple of crossface. Okay, I was thinking it kind of it kind of reminded me of a label lock, but yeah, cripple of crossface probably makes more sense. It, I get the label lock, I get the cripple of crossface a lot a lot yeah. of the time, but I, I told Steve I'm a I'm a huge Benoit fan. Uh, sad what he did, but still, I'm a huge fan of the wrestler himself. And Benoit is someone I've never seen a lot, so I wouldn't have recognized the yeah. Um. His matches are really good, very very technical, very sub- submission based. Um, but I wanted this, and I usually talk to El Leo about pro wrestling stuff, and I, I asked him, "It's like I'm putting you in cripple crossface." He's like, "Go ahead." I'm like, "Okay." 
Um, so it was, I sent the, and when I showed him the artwork of uh, the Crippler, of the finish, he's like, oh, that's me. I'm like, yeah, that's you. But uh, this is this is you. You'll be on my one of my finishes. So I was uh, very excited. The artist uh, Val, who did all Val, uh, to uh, was it Tarosa? Yeah, the, they did the art for uh, the finishes, and Nuno did my um, my competitor. Yes. So uh, I, I'm I was excited with the art. The, the like this finish late game. So if it's chronometer two, and I hit mm-hmm. this, and we've basically cleared the board like six different times mm-hmm. it's a killer yeah it is um, yeah, yeah. Uh, again no no i tried to get no fives to be present and this is what i wanted and it was it was it was it was awesome it, it was it had a different iteration when my grapple was higher but i'm more i'm happier with this other than the previous version so it's very happy with how my competitor came out. So, I think the last thing to talk about, since we talked about the art, is your competitor card has the Crime Wave logo on it. Yes. So Not if the anything, Kimberly, that's the Crime Wave. The C with the the wave behind it is Crime Wave. Okay. So if anything comes out specifically pertaining to Crime Wave, this card could factor in with that. Yes. Are you aware of anything? Have you suggested anything to the SRD boss in your role as his consigliere that he so, should do regarding that? So I haven't really suggested because we're working on more wrestling more. I do a lot of production for Dojo, SRD Dojo, and I do the back the back end for Talking Universe, which is live Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard, Standard Time, twitch.tv slash SRD Universe, bang, bang. Um, I haven't, we haven't really talked about it. I mean, like, I've suggested, I've commissioned other cards that is going to be, going to go into another version of Wait For It. I'm kind of eyeing to do, but it's not really, like, come to fruition yet. Um, it's going to be more of, like, a, uh, a real ode to How I Met Your Mother. Um, but I, I don't know if there's anything coming. Like, boss is open with us about certain things, but, like, like super like i don't know much people ask me about new japan spoilers i'm like i don't know them i don't know any of them just because i'm the boss's right hand man i can't i don't know anything so you don't see that so just to break in so you know when you put those up for example on talk universe last week you didn't know that until they sent you those files to put up there that day basically they'll send me the files a half an hour before the show and then i put them up okay so, If you, if you, to the boot party, 
that still lives to this day. Even, um, even with him getting a new contract and moving on from the crime yeah, wave, would I mean, that threat still exist? Yeah, that threat still exists. Okay. All right, well, let's, let's move on from threats to a little happier topics. I think that's yeah. going to do it. I think that's going to do it for uh, Brian Wakefield Schmidt. Was there anything else you wanted to add before we go on to the next competitor? Uh, if you build me, what I would suggest is play how you want to play. Don't, if you want to add cards in to get rid of stuff in the field, go ahead. If you want to add, like, say, reverse head drops, super kicks, stuff like that, like amalgamation, a mix of cards into the deck. And just like, have fun with the build would wait for it. Because that's the whole point of this game. And that was the whole point of my competitor is to have fun. That's it. And to say, Eddie Fury, you can't schoolboy me. All right. So our next competitor is relatively new as well. K7 Sniper. Power 5, Technique 10, Agility 6, Strike 9, Submission 8, Grapple 7. At the start of the match... Choose an opponent and a skill. Your opponent's skill of the chosen type is minus one during turn rolls. I'll start talking about the gimmick. I like that, the gimmick. Go ahead. That's uh, that's a really interesting gimmick. Like, I know we, we I was supposed to prep for the show, and uh, staying face here, I kind of looked at it like 15 minutes before we started recording. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, start a match, choose an opponent, their skill, your opponent's skill. Now, this this is only thing targets one opponent. Because that's yes, what snipers so it, do. They only target one target at a time. So, I mean, like, you could effectively kill someone's 10. Yeah. Right at, right at the start of the game. Right at the start, which, you know, most people, that's going to work. Now, if you're someone like Numeruno, you won't kill the 10. Yeah. Because that's going to hurt you. But... Most time you're going to kill the 10. The only time I wouldn't see you kill the 10 is maybe if you're playing something like Vegas Stakes, you kill the 7. Yeah, so you can't roll 7. Yeah, Vegas Stakes has a special uh, win condition where if they roll three sevens in a row, they win. You play this in Vegas Stakes, you take away your opponent's 7. That win condition's gone. They have to beat you normally. And now this is just during turn rolls. So you couldn't do something like... If my opponent had an 8 uh, power and they were running press slam, you couldn't make their power a 7 and take away their ability to use press slam. It's only during turn rolls. Once the turn roll ends, all the skills are back at the normal amounts. Yeah. Yeah, this could definitely kill a 10, kill a 7. And there's plenty of cards in the game that minus your opponent's skills. So you can kind of add and add and add stuff onto it so they can have, like, no, like, you have, um, there's one at 15, there's one at uh, 19, there's one's at 19, 20, 21, so you'd be giving up, giving up um, a skill stop, a C1 stop one. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's a lot of ways you can, I haven't seen him played a lot yet, so I don't think he's been, like, like used yet. I know it's a created card. I don't know who 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 this is. I also do not know who this is. Um, I, I, I wish I knew who it was so I could say this is a really good gimmick. This is this is something I would definitely play. This is something it's it, very controlly and you can basically win turn rolls 
just based on this this deck. You don't need like a champion Kickstarter. You don't need something like that. You can just minus what you need and then go from there. Yeah, with a technique of ten, I'd probably run single leg crab at number fifteen. Yep. Uh, with a strike of nine, running lariats, and then you've got a grapple seven and power five. So I just pick what I think is best with that. A lot of good options. A lot of good options in the the uh, in the uh, in the stat in the stops stops at running lariat. You could hurricane kicks agility, so you can't really run that. No. Um, can't use Armenian Chokehold. He can actually use the, I think, the new number 15 that discards a card in play. Okay. Um, I think that's the stat. Can he use that? Because that, cause isn't that, aren't those cards, are those the skill cards? Yeah. Now, don't they run the same as the uh, Beg for Mercy? Uh, so Slingshot Lock... Mm-hmm. He actually can run. So if okay. your technique skill is greater than your opponent, stop any strike, choose one card they mm-hmm. have in play, and discard it. Okay, is that, so that's not a skill requirement card. No, it's an A-plus submission requirement. Oh, it's a submission, okay. Yeah. That's what I was curious, because Beg for Mercy is grapple. And I was thinking they were the same, but you're saying no. they're different? Okay. They're different, yep. All right, so that's good. Okay. So yeah, you could certainly do that. Let's move on to the uh, finishes. And... Start with the finish strike, number 20. It is a spotlight card. Boom. Headshot. And this actually could tie in with your gimmick because the text of it is plus one to strike. When this card is in your discard pile and your opponent's turn roll is seven, you may discard one card from your hand to shuffle this card into your deck. So with the gimmick, you could say, I'm going to make their eight of seven double my chances of being able to shuffle this back into the deck. Uh, bonus wise, it gives you two tens and then eight seven six five. I my own thoughts on uh, finishes are always I like sort of the the bonuses to skills. Yeah. I think that's kind of the most important. So this and the other two, there aren't a lot. But would you would you run this or would you run something else? I mean, like there's not many strikes that I could really sub this with. I mean, like the one thing I'm seeing I could swap out this for is. Um, the one that gives you pluses to your lowest, Raging Roundhouse, maybe. Is that what you're um, thinking of? Yeah, Raging Roundhouse. Uh, Raging plus, Roundhouse. Plus um, one, plus one to test. Plus one to strike. Plus, plus three to your skill. Add one card from your discard to your hand. Must have an eight or greater in strike to run it. But that takes one of your. Yeah, but that takes away one of your skill cards. And a lot of times when I'm building decks, mm-hmm. unless I have like a a finish that I kind of like, that kind of puts it over. I won't run it, but if it's not, I'll run Thunder Driver, I'll run uh, Raging Roundhouse, I'll run Sharpshooter. If it fits in the skill. Okay. But I like like the plus one to strike, and the the card text itself is really good, so plays into the gimmick. And plus, how many times you've played in a first-person shooter where you basically say, boom, headshot, and you you cannot, like, enjoy that saying, boom, headshot. I mean, that that is enjoyable. Yep. Alright, let's move on to the finished grapple number 29, Sniper's Edge. Plus two to agility, plus one to grapple. If your opponent hit a card last turn, your opponent gets one less breakout roll this turn. So, yeah, I know. So, skill boost wise, it bumps the agility and grapple to eights. So, five, three eights, a nine, and a ten. That's really nice. That's really good. And then, if your opponent hit a card last turn, they get one less breakout roll. So only two 
And this, again, it's just hit a card. That could be hit a card on their own turn, or you won the turn and they stopped you. Yeah. Either one. That, that, this is just so. like, I know they don't want really want cards like Circle of the Sun in the game, but this is just, cool, you've exhausted all of your opponent's stop stri- uh, grapples. You drop Sniper's Edge. Oh, you got two breakout rolls. Good luck. I mean, like, this is, this is, I like the text. I like the bonuses. And lose the break, lose the breakout roll, or do I let something they're playing go so I get yeah. my three breakouts? Kind of in puts the opponent in a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a bind. I would not change this for any of uh, the generic submissions, generic grapples out there. Absolutely not. I'm wondering if this is a uh, New Jersey Philadelphia player because that's because, EV. Yeah, because that's EV on the uh, finished grapple. Yeah. The finished strike features uh, Amir Gaynor, the old Skull and Bones. Mm-hmm. And the third finish, which we'll go ahead and talk about now, the finished submission number 30, Hyperion, features the living weapon, Michael Deans. Yep. Plus two to submission. If stopped, add one strike from your discard pile to your hand. Oh, so that gives yeah. him a... Gives him two tens, makes his two eight tens. of ten. With so a two tens, nine, seven, and five. With that ability, yet yeah, to add a strike if it's stopped. That actually could, yeah. That's kind of like trapping you. I, I like it a lot too. Yeah, you play this finish submission. If they stop it, you could pick up the finish strike, and then maybe throw the finish grapple next turn and get the two. Yeah, these are these to me feel very situational. Yeah, you're gonna play. It's gonna. It's a. This is much more of a finesse deck. The nest type finishes to me, where it's going to be. I mean, instead of just you know playing them, I do would wish they had a little bit better on the bonuses. Outside of uh, outside of the grapple, pretty much I just give you each the strike and the sub just give you two tens, and then all the other yeah. uh, skills stay the same. I mean, like with with the with the card text on them, it kind of is. If you added more like a skill skill uh, bonus, they may become a little bit too overpowered. Well, you think. know, I well, I don't think like talking about boom headshots. You know, you're, it's got to be in the discard. Your opponent has to roll a seven, and you have to discard to shuffle it back. So there's a lot you have to do to get that for that for that text to kick off. Yeah, and then and you, and it only gives you a plus one to strike. It's still two tens. If it's coming or one or greater, you're basically you're you're winning. Well, if if you hit them, I mean, you got a one in three chance to hit that. But yeah. if you hit it, you're going to win most most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that's the thing. Maybe the maybe the negative, the minus, with this, maybe you play a bunch of pl- uh, pluses to your uh, play a bunch of uh, turn roll boost cards, yeah. take away their ten, and then the idea is you just hit these turn roll boost cards. Win turn rolls because they've got that minus one. Yep. And then, you know, get off. So maybe that's sort of the strategy with this deck. If you were to run K7 Sniper. 
I like I like the video game person in me is kind of feeling that this has drawn some inspiration from a, a an, F, an FPS, uh, Borderlands. I don't know if you played it, Mike. I'm familiar with Borderlands. Yes. Okay, so Hyperion is one of the gun producers. Yeah, that is true. Yes. Um, K7, I believe K7 sniper was a sniper. Was a sniper the gun you could get in one of the, in one of the Borderlands games? I don't remember. But Sniper's Edge, all that stuff. I I would love to ask the guy who designed this if it had anything to do with Borderlands. I would say seeing Hyperion that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they were they were one of the companies in that game. Like people inspiring their getting like inspirations from other other sources other than pro wrestling for their um for their gimmick. I love it. I, I honestly enjoy the fact that they there's little callouts to other things in like geekdom out there. So this 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 is definitely if you're looking for something to have fun with and uh, kind of screw with your opponent's get, uh, skills, K7 Sniper is what you need. Yep, K7 Sniper, kind of an anti, uh, almost the opposite of an AJ or a B1. Yeah, yeah. Like this this is something you could use to counter both of them, but mm-hmm. still, he's getting still going to have a two nines and a ten on certain turn rolls. Yep. Uh, I, 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 this is actually, this is actually one on one of my orders for uh, that I that I ordered. So I know I'll be building this, taking apart one of my apart a couple of decks because every SRG player has like forty plus decks built. Uh, quite yes, a lot of them do. I don't think I have that many, but uh, actually, Bombada has forty three built at one time. Yep. Yeah, Bombada Bombada built a lot of decks. Yeah. And so, if you're looking to build new decks, you might think about checking out K7 Sniper or Brian Waitford-Schmidt. But I think that's all I have to say. Was there anything you wanted to add on the um, other two competitors? Uh, not really. Uh, Waitford's gimmick, just, just for an FYI, and this has been um, the thing, is it doesn't you choose an opponent in tag. It says your opponent. So you can't really... It's tunneled. Because uh, D three used to use didn't tunnel initially until they FAQ'd him. So in other words, that only works against the opponent playing on you. So if you're in a tag match, one of your opponents wants to play a follow up on your partner with no leads and play against the partner. That's perfectly legal. If I don't target them with my gimmick, yes. Oh, so you would choose. So you're saying you'd choose the beginning of the t- of the game who you would target. Yeah, but the way I've been explaining, I've talked to a couple of people, is I have to choose an opponent. Because D3 used to say, your opponents, not your opponent. So my gimmick says, your opponent. So I have to, I have to, physically, I have to choose one for my gimmick to work on. Okay, I just figured that it just worked against you. Which was both yeah. of them. And I'm still kind of working out, but I believe the way I said it here is true. But if not, I will post something myself, and I'll say, "Ha ha ha!" I'm the best tag team player out there. Um, uh, I don't know if you can beat uh, Joker Fish and Jacques. So. No, absolutely not. I cannot beat that. No, no, no. No. Actually, play testing with Wayford, Bombada threw Jacques at me, 
and those those were really my only big losses when I was playtesting Wait for it. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to this first ever episode of this of the new competitive review show. My guest was Brian Waitford Schmidt. Like you said before, you can check him out on the Dojo Tuesday nights, Talk of the, the Universe Wednesday nights, both on the SRG Universe Twitch page, twitch.tv uh, forward slash SRG Universe backslash SRG Universe. Backslash is so Thought it was forward slash. All right. And then why wrestling? Why networks.com. Yep. And make sure you. We post the links on Tuesday after 4 o'clock. That's when the episode airs. Please do me a favor like, subscribe, follow Why Networks. Also do this with this version of Mike's podcast because this is. A lot of love he puts into, and he should be appreciated for it. I know you got a lot of listeners already with the Outlaw Mudcast, but let's boost this up just a little bit more. Let's get this past the Outlaw Mudcast. Uh, not a high bar, but thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Good night. All right. Thanks. Good night, everybody. Good Bye, man. Bye, Good man. Night.